Play-By Podcast is hosted on the Abnormal Mapping Network, which you can find at abnormalmapping.com or support through Patreon at patreon.com forward slash abnormalmapping. Seeing his sister again, here in this place, Orion was of two minds. He had been of two minds for some time now, but the feeling still left him uneasy. Everything came with a kind of duality. Panic and placid calm, fight and flight overlapping into inaction, familiarity and otherness. He stood tall before them in the clearing, his every emotion, his every action delayed or belayed by the will of another. His inner monologue, now more than ever, a dialogue. It was all his fault. What was going to happen to her, to her friends. But of course it was good that she was here. It meant she would survive what was coming. Wasn't that something to celebrate? Of course it was. Both voices were his own. It seemed that he only fought himself. Had it been this way all this time? Had he warned Leela away from here of his own volition, or had Lady Pluma allowed him to reach out? Did she need his sister as well? Did he want her to be a part of all of this? To become a subject of the abdicated throne? His own voice, whether his conscience or something else, answered, Better to accept the gift than die a slow death from what was to come. Welcome to Play by Podcast, an actual play podcast about storytelling through the medium of tabletop role-playing games. I'm Michael, the GM, and today I'm joined by Leon Barnes. Uh, let Simba say fuck. Let Simba say fuck, Why? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Please children's exp- film. Ex- just explain yourself in as few words as possible. Donald Glover. Uh, because the scene were, the scene specifically were... Fewer Scar, words. Say less. Scar basically is like, I kill Mufasa. And then someone just be like, fuck! <laughs> With Matthew Broderick's voice edited back in. <laughs> yeah. I should let Matthew Broderick say fuck. <laughs> Liam Higgins. Hey. And Max Coe. That was a lot of lead up on Liam on Leon's introduction, huh? Yeah. That was really. a lot, huh? <laughs> Listen, you need an explanation. I gave it. So, last time we got together, uh you guys had decided amongst yourself and uh pitched to the group that you should venture into the miasma following the voice inside of DeGrasse's head. Fucker. Yeah. We did do that, huh? Yeah, we did. We done goofed with that one. And uh, you went into the miasma where you experienced some very strange uh, aberrative beha- like behavior. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, with a mixture of pretty good scouting on uh, Lyra's part. I try, thank you. And an almost preternatural sense of direction on the part of DeGrasse, mm-hmm. maybe also helped along by the voice in his head. Oh, most definitely. <laughs> <laughs> you no guys, but I am good at directing directions as well. Yeah. You got, yeah, you're you're, you're a druid. The druid you're, yeah. you're the, yeah. you're the, the druids have got that. You're the down. nature boy. We have mm-hmm. very 
I don't know, like sort of otter-like feet. No, uh, more like vole-like feet. <laughs> otter? Otter-like. No, like we're just kind of little ground weasels. Yeah. Yeah. And after this travel through the miasma, you came to a large space, this, ex- this expanse of clearing within the Emerald Firth. That Clearing was, in more more than one way. Yes, it was completely untouched by the miasma. Or if it had been touched by the miasma previously, there was none. There was none left when you got there. It was cleared of miasma fog, almost as if it were there for you to be there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then uh, someone on a spindle of miasma fog apparated out of the larger body of fog outside of this clearing, and. This figure was quickly joined by a more familiar one, uh-huh. uh, uh, the former High Wing Orion Greyfeather. I didn't think of it like that. He is technically a former High Wing because he's not really a High Wing anymore. Not, he's something different. Yeah. Something new. Mm-hmm. And so I believe uh, the last thing that we talked about doing was you guys were going to leave Bazine's Bazaar, which you had parked in this uh, safe zone, mm-hmm. so to speak. And you were going to talk to this person and Lyra's brother. Mm-hmm. And it, mm. from what you can tell, this person is the Pluma who has been speaking to DeGrasse. Yeah. This little cloud fuck. <laughs> Very intimidating cloud fuck. And within this clearing, there's also just a... Just, uh, a couple hundred feet away, this large castle structure that is sitting in this clearing. And uh, to describe it, I was thinking about this last night when I was uh, f- trying to find a way to describe the castle. Imagine if you'd cut a tree down to its stump and then that stump had grown limbs out of it. Weird. It's, it's, it's the classical sort of like squared structure of a castle. But with the the those four towers sort of bowing out hmm. in like great curves of stone. Cool. And ending in sort of like stony tendrils. Okay. Some fun non Euclidean nonsense. Oh absolutely. And mm. uh the the walls surrounding the castle also it they don't like they're not uniform. They don't mm-hmm. actually like make one like stable structure it's it's almost as if they were built on a hill or several it's almost as if they were built on 13 separate hills <laughs> it's it's like all coming together it's it's like somewhere. a row of jagged teeth fun and I, i'm imagining also just one or two of them are just straight up floating away uh or like floating uh disembodied from the rest of the wall structure okay some some fucky shit you know the even though there is no miasma here now, it is obvious to you that there has been at some point because this castle definitely did not look like this before. Yeah. <laughs> it's some bullshit. It is defying physics in ways that only things operated on by the miasma can. Mm-hmm. I've got it. I've got it in my head. I lock, got locked in. Cool, mm-hmm. cool. I just wanted to really get that no, visual. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Does it, I mean, does the lack of miasma now affect? that or is it you know a hundred years in the making it just is gonna be like that forever now yeah i feel like once it's been acted on in that way it's sort of enchanted yeah almost it's changed Mm -hmm. 
And you all leave Bazine's Bazaar. And there they are standing in the clearing. This uh, very wispy figure of a woman. And I say wispy not only to like sort of describe her like physique, I guess. It's also her like her in general. She yeah. she seems to move like a cloud. And the ends of her like gown just dissipate into mist. Mm-hmm. It, it is almost as if she herself is made of miasma fog. Mm-hmm. She does have the same sort of tinted hue of purple skin as some of the other miasma folk you've met. And to an extent, sort of also your brother. Yeah. Who's also there. Yeah. <laughs> Standing a few feet behind this uh, mist-like figure. Mm-hmm. Whose hair just seems to move even with the absence of a breeze. It's a look. <laughs> It, it's like oh, sorry i, I don't very, want to make a spider first reference but the where's there there's no wind in here <laughs> it's yeah. like, okay just like well, there's yeah. no wind in there we're in a basement, <laughs> yeah, we're in a basement. <laughs> she's, she's very ethereal yeah both in like just aesthetics and literally and then there's orion who is like a a big bird made out of armor He's a brick fucking wall. Like the big point. fuckers in a Horizon Zero Dawn. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, I, I I've really sort of like when I when I think about Orion, I imagine like a high wing. But if Griffith from Berserk were were a high wing, after Ooh. like like what the hell is his demon name? Femto. Like Femto. Google that when you get home, kids. Oh Jesus Christ! I don't know who that is. I was like, <laughs> no, I gotta Google. The, uh, I just <laughs> Charlotte Copley. That <laughs> was the only thing I jumped to. Do your research, everybody. It's oh yeah, gonna, no, it is Femto. Help. In such a way that the chitinous armor is actually more a part of his form, like it's it is a part of his skin mm. than it is removable yeah. steel. He grew the armor. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Okay, and well, you can still new. see like bits of his hair coming out from yeah. what is "quote unquote" the helmet. Yeah, just just a little body horror. It's Two p.m. Yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah, that's some creepy shit. And he is standing there, smoldering. His wings obviously heavy, and there the three of you are, and there the bizarre crew is as well, and there they are opposite you. And we were all together. <laughs> yes. One, one of us of the is Lord. the walrus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I couldn't tell you which one, but one of us. I'm not looking forward to this. <laughs> it's going to go badly. I don't think anyone is looking forward to this, honestly. Pluma floats forward, looks over your band of motley miscreants. Hi, Pluma. Hello, DeGrasse. It's so good to see you. I'm so glad you decided to make your way here so quickly. Uh, You're welcome. Uh, didn't sound like I had a choice, but I'm here. Um, what, uh, what, uh, what do you want with my friends as well? I know you made this, you said that you had stuff in mind, but. There are, uh, others in my retinue who I am certain that some of your friends would like to speak to. And I may have an offer for them as well, but our business supersedes that. Okay. Okay. Uh, can you not talk in my head again, please? Can you talk out loud to everyone so they can hear this too? Oh, of course. I mean, I am standing right in front of you. I feel it would be rude to just... She, like, is silent for a moment, but you hear, talk like this. 
Yeah. Ugh. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> All right. Won't happen again. Fine. You you must be very road weary. Uh, yeah. Sorry. That's kind of coming out my voice a little bit. We we have some accommodations for you in the uh, castle. If you'd like to stay for a while, I would insist that you do. Well, we can have food provided for you along with your lodging. How many rations do we have left? Uh, some. Listen, uh, is it structurally... No, no offense to you, but is, is this castle structurally stable enough to house all of us? The interior may be alien to you, but it is a stable structure. I wouldn't go wandering off into any random corridor, but it's not like the thing's going to come collapsing down on you, dear. I would hope not. Um, I don't know if we were, you know, picturing a bit of a longer stay, but I suppose it would be rude not to accept. Um, oh yeah. You got a car? Yeah. Is that an Oldsmobile out there? That's my roadster. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Yeah, we, we don't want to put you out um, for any longer than we have to, but if you're offering it, we'd, uh, we're run a bit low on, uh, on footage. Oh, so no, I, I insist you all at least stay the night. All sure. Right. Let, um, me, let me host you. Let me treat you. All right. We're running out of alcoholic beverages, so that's fine. That's true. She looks at you, kind of steeples her fingers together and smiles. I'm sure we can come up with something. Yeah, Pluma, nice. if it's not too much of a problem, can we, uh, can we get around? Possible? You got absent, but uh, you got any of that porterhouse, porterhouse ale? I'm a big fan of that. We I'll have some, uh, someone search our stocks. Good, good. Yeah, that's the. But remember when we were in Porter Plain and we went to that dive, and they had that one thing on tap. Well, I, I, um, I looked at the bullets and I found out it was this porterhouse ale. So I wonder if they have it, um, here. Um, not to be. Listen, I'm just. I wasn't really expecting this friendly of a, uh, of a welcome. If if you'll you know. Pardon my assumptions, um, but you know, so long as it's safe for everyone involved, I'm sure it's fine. I mean, <laughs> yeah, she's got no booze, problem. so it's fine. I'm really, I know I've been kind of aggro throughout this whole thing, but it just seems really good now. I'm ready to sort of kick back a little bit, and whatever happens, happens. We're already here, and if 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 this is a bad idea, we're not gonna be able to leave. So we may as well just have fun. Technically, it's kind of rude if we leave, and I don't think we have a choice. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I think if we if they're bad, like we've really fixed ourselves here. And I'm just going to ignore that and have fun. Ultimately, there is a choice, but it would be a mark against me if I were to be rude to anyone. Of course, you're all safe here. Even if you ultimately refuse my offer, you will be safe here. I can only change your mind so much. Yeah, no, I, I get that. Um, where are we on the, uh, on the, on the drinks? Sorry, I didn't mean to impose. Let's let's just go inside. Let let's get you to your rooms first. Mm, okay. All right. And you guys make this just long enough to be a little exhausting walking trek across this open field to this castle. Okay. In through one of the portions of the wall that is currently floating, <laughs> and it is just sort of uh, floating there, unsupported by anything. Almost like very slightly twisting mm. in its position. Looks like a bloody corkscrew. You come in through the yard, which is 
full of knights, a couple of rooks, some pawns, but they're all they're acting fairly domesticated, honestly. It, it's like if you were just walking into like a farmhouse, Degrass. This is very, mm. this is very uh, usual behavior for farm for farm animals to you. This feels very uh, like home. Reminds me of home. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. And get used to this. Maybe this is all part of a ploy. But you know, like I said, I'm just gonna enjoy it. Seems pretty cool. And you come to this great wooden door. It's ten feet high, ten feet wide, big door. And on either side of it are these two rooks sort of standing there almost like gargoyles. And the bizarre crew is all with you. And they are amazed by the lack of violence. Yeah. Just the, the placidity of the entire locale. And the fact that they can breathe air, even though five minutes ago they were surrounded by the thickest, most deadly and dense miasma fog they've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And you enter into... The castle. When the doors open, you are in this large, like, receiving room. There is a massive staircase that goes up, begins to corkscrew, and then straightens out, and then juts off at a 90-degree angle to the second floor. And beyond this room, there's a long hallway that leads down to a room you can see at the end of it with this long metal table. And a raised dais with a throne that is wreathed in purple energy hmm. and almost like wisps of miasma fog. Ew. Don't like that. Pressing on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ignoring that one. And the whole time, uh, Pluma and Orion are with you. Pluma just... her She does not have any particularly noticeable footsteps. Orion, on the other hand... Sounds like somebody's moving house. Mm-hmm. So you're heavy footed. Yeah, I would say. Just <laughs> no Gordon Lightfoot. <laughs> As they say. And Lyra, he hasn't said a word to you. Yeah, it's a little mutual right now. <laughs> it's almost as if you guys are playing chicken <laughs> with, yeah. with social conversation. Yeah. Who's going to break first? Find out. Mm-hmm. But uh, they stop you in this receiving room and uh, Pluma gestures up the stairway. And then from underneath the stairway, two of those creatures that you saw flying over the battlefield of the front back in Lockstock uh, sort of float gingerly out from underneath the staircase and stand next to the uh, first step, Hmm. almost waiting for something. And Pluma gestures to them. If you'll just follow these two, they will uh, see you to your lodging. All right, then. Go to the room. Yeah. <laughs> just going to rest it out. Yeah. I will say there are a number of other uh, hallways that jut off from this main this main receiving area. But those hallways are relatively dark compared to the, the hallway that is like straight down the middle that leads to the big room with the table, which is very brightly lit. And the stairway, which is lit as well, on the second floor. And uh, one more little bit of window dressing. As you guys are climbing the stairs, you look over the side of one of the banisters, and there is this like open floor plan room, sort of between the first and second floor, that is entirely upside down, and all the furniture is just floating right side up. Okay. Why not? 
I just thought that'd be fun. Mm-hmm. It's a silly place. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take a bath. Okay. <laughs> I I, I want to kind of recombobulate and get with everyone and kind of feel like we've settled a little bit <laughs> and get a grasp on the situation together. And these two, I think uh, in the, in Shard, they would have classified these as bishops. Mm-hmm. They're sort of like these like support class aberrations, sort of uh, very deftly, but uh, softly almost. They're, they're very gentle in the way that they float down the hall, leading you each to three rooms on the second floor. And they're not particularly showy rooms. They're you know, stone walls, stone floor, carpeting, sort of just laid out, which is weird. Because not a lot of animals to get fur from out anymore. Yeah. But there's like a bearskin rug or like a nice, like, nice tapestry and a plain cot bed, little window. And they lead your friends to the opposite end and they are all accommodated in similar fashion. And you all have run of the second floor for as long as you need. Everyone... I mean, feel free to get settled in, but if I could meet with y'all pretty soon in my room, I'd love to uh, kind of have a team chat, as it were. Yeah, I'd be all right with it. I'd like to take a shower, too, I think, or a bath, something. Um, I got some sort of cakeage that I need to get rid of. Yeah. But yeah, let's take a break. Let's uh, relax, unwind. Uh, I assume Pluma's can hear this. Um, is that all right, Pluma? And I guess you're saying this in my head. <laughs> you don't hear anything. Oh, I back. can't hear any. No. All right, never mind, Pluma. All right. Uh, then that's great. I'm not listening to what I'm saying. All right, bye. <laughs> so we'll meet back up in like yeah, 30. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, hour, hour, hour. All right. Hour. It might take that long to, to scrub the cakeage off. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And figure out a way to flush the cakeage down. Probably take it just as long. So what are you all going to do with uh, what free time you have? Bath. Okay, a bath? Bath. A bath. Snoop. You're going to just sneak around like a little sneak? I mean, she didn't say anything was off limits. I just kind of want to look around. All right. I, I, I would feel a lot more comfortable having the lay of the land, you know? How many baths are there? I think there's like an entire bath okay, house okay, wing okay, fine. that you have to be led to probably because it would be, it seems like it would be easy to get lost out here. Mm-hmm. Excuse me? One of the little- Servant? The bishops <laughs> just- Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, would you be able to take me to the bathhouse, my good sir? It sort of bobs. It, it can't speak and it can't exactly tell you anything in the affirmative, but it, but it does sort of change it, the tenor of its mm-hmm. like- yeah, the sort of buzzing noise that follows these right. these bishops around, it does sort of change tone to something that sounds pretty fairly positive. Right. Like instead of boo. <laughs> it's not a D minor. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Um okay. Uh so I follow you. It backs up and starts down the hall. Sierra, come along if you want to know where the bathhouses are. Yep, right behind you. And I will say when you guys get to the, the bathhouse. Singular. Mm. They have sent uh, some other bishops out who are carrying things, which is weird because <laughs> they don't 
necessarily have arms. They're they're like like a bishop chess piece. They are. I guess I don't know why I'm picturing this, but I'm picturing those little like uh, soldier head dudes in Spirited Away. The <laughs> who are like yeah. bouncing around all the time. I was I I assumed in my head they look more like something like a thinner version of the Flatwoods monster. Mm. Yeah, with no arms. Okay. Um, they just kind of God, have like blur. There are a lot of these out. little freaks, but the mm. they are carrying like old looking bottles, and mm. the manner in which they carry is they they seem to like project beams of energy that are able to affect mm. the physical. Freaky. I point to one. Oh, you. It floats closer to you. <laughs> Do you have any more of those uh, bottles, but unopened in the back? It places the bottle down in front of you and sort of gingerly pushes it in your direction. <laughs> Do you have one with liquid in it? It has liquid in it. Oh. It is unopened. Thanks, mate. And Give it, a little tap on the head, but my hand goes through his head. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> it, you, it makes contact. Okay. It, these wow, things are wow, these wow. things are solid. It, like you touch it and it They're sort of gooey. dips down right, a little bit. It's like a baby's head. Just <laughs> 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 it's like a it's like a flying baton. You sort of just unsettle it for a right. moment <laughs> when you tap it. All right. Thanks, man. And it flies off. Sierra, you also receive a bottle of a differently colored liquid. It's cool beans. Chin chin. <laughs> clink, clink. You guys clink bottles. Yeah. Then we step into the baths. There you go. Perfect. Now, Lyra. Mm-hmm. What the hell? <laughs> I don't trust like that. <laughs> this this doesn't feel right. You know what? Uh, after you, a, a couple of minutes after you get settled in, there's a knock on the door, mm-hmm. and you open it. Yeah. And Holly Bell is sort of standing there. Cool, I did want to talk to her. <laughs> sort of like shoulder up against the door frame, leaning over. This place is weird. Yeah, I, I figured you might. I might not be alone in my feelings here. I this. I don't like it at all. It makes me really uncomfortable. Yeah, there's that, something lady, wrong. She she seems too nice. I don't know. Yeah, I don't buy it. I don't either. Not um, for a goddamn second. I was considering uh, having a look around, and I thought you might be interested in joining. Well, I'm not standing in front of your door for no reason. I would feel a lot better... Well, I, I guess feeling more aware of my surroundings here, because I definitely don't quite feel as safe as she intends us to. Hmm. I get that. I mean... It... I mean, I know this place seems like it's, like, really busy and full of things, but it just, something about it rings kind of empty to me. Hollow something. I don't know how to really describe it, because, like, there are things here, but are they, it just doesn't feel like anything is really here and, like, substantial. You know what I mean? I, yeah. It's off. It's all just off. So uh, where are we going first? I mean, everybody. This floor just seems like it's a bunch of guest rooms. I suppose. Well, see, they have a bathhouse. Yeah, someone someone mentioned it. Mm. It must be somewhere down one of these halls. Mm. I I mean, I think we just start kind of getting the lay of the land. Mm. All right, I think that we should start rolling. Somebody. Uh, All right. Uh, Max, can you roll me a discern realities? I can. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I rolled out of the box. <laughs> Doesn't, um, uh, <laughs> should I roll in the box? Roll in the box. Okay. Let's see what that does. I got a oof, a four. Oof. 
Sorry, so you totaled the inside dice in the casing? Yeah, for our listeners at home, I got us some fancy double dice that have a little die inside the a plastic thing. <laughs> Makes a really die. good noise on mic. <laughs> They're very Wait, fun. Wait, here, my dice. <laughs> Liam is shaking a regular D6. There you go. ASMR. Knock, knock, knock. It's a regular dice. This me. is why I brought the sneaky one with me, because mm. she's probably a lot better at this. Here's mm. my D8 and my D6 together. So that's a four plus your whiz. Which, which is nothing. nothing. Okay. Unwise. Well. Well. At least it's not my intelligence, which is minus one. Time for me to get some player agency. Oh, boy. So, Lyra, you and Hollybell begin stalking off down the stairs, creeping back into the receiving room, down one of these darkly underlit hallways. Mm-hmm. And... It goes. It just, it seems like it goes for a while, which is weird because the castle definitely had some obvious boundaries. Yeah. From the outside. But you you find yourself and Hollybell walking two minutes, three minutes, seven minutes. And at one point you look at the wall and you notice a portrait of this, like, very well-to-do dressed man with his big bushy mustache, big floppy hat, <laughs> puffy, you know, puffy clothes, puffy shoulder pads, everything. Very regal, very like classical Western uh, medieval style. Mm-hmm. And then you look away and keep walking. Five more minutes of walking down this single hallway, which does have its uh, turns and uh, and dips. And then you look to the wall again, and there's that portrait. Ah, yeah, off, like I said. Um, Holly Bell, dear, it seems like we've been going in circles. But we, we made, like, several different turns in other directions, and we went down for a minute? Yeah, uh, the miasma's fucky like that, and there's, you know, things wrong with this castle, as I figured. Maybe time for another plan of attack. What do you suggest? Well, uh, turning around, for one. What if we're, like, stuck in this hallway? I There's got to be a way out. We just, we need to look a little harder, I think. Lyra, what if we're stuck in this hallway? Lyra? <laughs> Lyra, I'm, what if we're stuck in this hallway, Lyra? It's fine. We're going to be it's, fine. It's not fine. There's a lot of people who'd be looking for us if we were stuck. I, I don't you. like being stuck and I very much don't like being stuck in a hallway in a castle in the middle of the miasma. Which is why we're going to look for a different way to go. Nope, nope, nope. Don't like it at all. All right. We're going to be productive here, and we're going to look for a way out. Roll discern realities. And I'll do better this time. Or else. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Or I won't Please do better. Please not in the mic too loud. <laughs> and I won't do better as it's a snake eyes. She's oh. freaking me out, okay? Oh. Excellent. Good god damn. Fucking hell, man. <laughs> you could not have, you literally, I'm, I'm literally curious. could not have rolled worse. Oh boy. Well? Oh my god. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> and then you die in the no, end. No, no, no. That's too easy. Oh, no. Lyra, you turn around 
to walk in the other direction. Mm-hmm. And you walk a couple feet through the darkness. And you come to a wall. All right. And Holly Bell is very displeased. <sighs> she starts feeling the wall. Maybe maybe it's illusory. Maybe this isn't real. Maybe. Oh, oh no, no. That's, that's, that's solid. That's really, really thick stone. Hmm. Oh, oh boy. Are there, is, is it completely dim or is it, is there any form of light somewhere? It's it's very dimly lit light. It, it, you can maybe see twenty feet in front of you at that. Okay, is it like light leaking in from outside, or is there a torch anywhere? It, light from outside. Okay, man, maybe we should have brought the one that can make fire, huh? Lyra, this wasn't here a moment ago. We walked this way. Yeah. And now there's. I don't like this. No, me neither. I want to. I want to register a complaint, Lyra. I don't like this. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, we should have gone down a different hallway. Perhaps. Well, I guess let's turn around again. <laughs> and I'm going to do better this time. All right. Uh, <laughs> on the road again. <laughs> if not, something's else, something else has got to happen, I swear. Yeah, roll me another just in realities. Oh, that's much better. That's an 11. All right. <laughs> I got frustrated enough that it worked. <laughs> yeah, ask me three questions from the discern realities list. Um, who's really in control here? You run your wing down the length of the wall. And as you do, you sort of disturb some of the, some of the like air around this wall. And it this, this faint wisps of miasma fog permeating the stonework sort of float out from the cracks. Hmm. Yeah, I figured. All right. What happened here recently? Mm, recently? Well, the wall changed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that may not be enough for Cop you. Cop out. That's, yeah, that's a little... Um, This piece of wall, and as again, as you're running your wing down, it's weirdly moist, as if... And, like, there's no other part of the castle where it should be moist. But it, it's like it's it, it, it's a little wet. Let's use the word damp. I don't want to hear the word moist right. ever again. This this section of wall that is now blocking your path is a little damp, almost okay. as if it was in a place where there was water previously. There, As far as you've been walking, which feels like hundreds of feet at this point, there has been no sign of like a leak. or So this is either from outside or from somewhere in the castle where there is water. Mm-hmm. I want to cut back briefly to uh, DeGrasse and Sierra. Even though I have another question, just, just, just let me do my okay. throat. Let me do this cutaway guy. Oh God! Uh, DeGrasse and Sierra, while you are uh, lounging in the bathhouse mm-hmm. section of the uh, of the castle, soaking there, there is this like there is a section of the wall where there are there is like a shelf with a number of like soaps, mm. and you blink and it's gone, <laughs> and now the room is a lot more open. That's weird. Because this was like, it was like a wall that had like a little nook, mm, basically. Okay. And now there's no nook. There's just, the the floor plan is a lot more open. Did you see that? How can you miss it? It was there for a second and it was gone. Exactly. Well, it was there when you walked in. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it was gone within a second. There's no way you can miss that. Okay. Well, then why didn't you express astonishment too? <laughs> <laughs> this is how like, she oh, expresses yeah, astonishment. There's no way. To, yeah. Okay. Well, whatever. What are your other questions? Um, what should I be on the lookout for? 
You look back down the other direction and you see a little mote of green light coming your way. Okay. Green like green like what? <laughs> green, green like something I've seen before green? Uh, it, it resembles the energy that the bishops use to uh, carry things. Ah. Or to, uh, like you saw back out on the front in Lockstock, they seem to attach that energy to other aberrations. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm going to go see the weird monster butler. Okay. <laughs> I guess that is what they are. I guess that is what they are. Uh -huh. So you head in the direction of the light. Okay. And after a few minutes walking, uh, you are met with one of these little bishops. Hello. Um, we seem to have taken a wrong turn somewhere. Uh, and what with the non-Euclidean nonsense that this castle is, uh, we're a little lost. So if you could uh, lead us back to our chambers, I'd appreciate that very much. It just sort of sways back and forth in front of you while you explain all of this. Mm -hmm. And then it straightens up as soon as you're done and turns to the side of you, like to your left, immediate left, and it heads in that direction and the wall is gone. God. Cool. Damn it. <laughs> I figured as much. And uh, beyond this new hallway, there is a another hall that you can see leads out into the light of the receiving room. Cool, cool. And it's just... Holly Bell's like looking at you, looking at this hole in the wall that just appeared, looking back at you, looking at the hole. Off. Things up. Off. I fucking hate this place. Yeah. She like looks around very cautiously as if she realized what she just said. Yeah. Uh, no offense. <laughs> Does <And> anything happen? <laughs> roll it. No. <laughs> Nothing happens that you can. Roll for Dex. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing happens that you can discern. Yeah. And uh, she just walks on into this new hallway. All right. I follow. The wall closes behind you as you enter the hall. Or it doesn't necessarily close behind you, but as soon as you are beyond the new threshold, there it's, is no longer a suddenly, threshold. Yeah. yeah. Weird, huh? Hey, guys. Off. Hey, guys, that wall's back. <laughs> Either stay or go, man. Pick a lane. <laughs> <laughs> and all the soaps are there. Oh, Jesus. Well, I think it's safe to say that we shouldn't be here anymore. I might indulge in one of the soaps, though. They look like very nice soaps. <sighs> they do, though. You guys keep saying how st stanky I am. Won't yeah. be stanky after this. Okay, yeah, you you definitely need the soap, actually. <laughs> <laughs> the DeGrasse Tillfield bath bomb hour. Yeah. And I sing, like, Beyond the Sea in the, in the bath. <laughs> Somewhere. Beyond the sea. He's waiting for me. We're doing the key from the second part of the song. Yeah. <laughs> if I could fly like birds on high. Mm -hmm. And you can hear DeGrasse singing. It's echoing. Down the hall. No, with no doubt. <laughs> My heart. And you, you, Lyra, you and Hollybell find yourselves back in the receiving room. Mm -hmm. Um, to avoid any more excitement, I think I'm gonna go ahead and go back to my room now. 
I mean, I guess it seems like this place doesn't want us looking around. No, not at all. Do, do, do you think, like, like the castle has a mind of its own or something? I think the miasma does whatever it wants. Is that, like, too high concept? Or I'm just freaked out. I'm just really freaked out, Lyra. Yeah, just just come with me and we'll we'll we'll, we'll chill. Okay. And you guys go back to your room? Yeah. Okay. And a little bit more time passes. You guys have your nice little bath. The grass looks fresh again. Mm-hmm. Finally. As clean as he can look. The grass 3.0. <laughs> Looking <laughs> fresh. You know when people do like the many outfits of Taco over the different arcs? Mm-hmm. We should just do, uh, someone does a drawing of the many looks of DeGrasse. It's just different levels of grime and cleanliness <laughs> over the... Various locations. It's just always the same Paddington coat and hat, but mm-hmm. he's just different levels of dirt and mm-hmm. like covered in wood shavings. Yeah. Hell yeah. Just always looking fucking Moss gross. growing off of different yeah. parts of him. Looking like bootstrap Bill Turner. <laughs> <laughs> More of a, a land-based bootstrap yeah. Bill. Yeah. Yep. A, a land type. An earth type. <laughs> Sierra. Hmm? How was your bath? Uh, warm. Hmm. Just, just warm. Just wanted to check. <laughs> what What do you want me to say? I kind of just took a bath. I soaked in it for a bit. Enjoyed However, a disappearing wall. Very taciturn enjoyed, woman. Enjoyed some crazy magic. Yeah, so how are you feeling about the location at the moment? Oh, no. This place is a crazy clusterfuck of madness. Because hmm. it's, in, it's in the miasma. So automatically it's bad. Yeah. Hmm. But she feels it, had, it in her bones. Yeah, I feel it. But at the same time, it had a bath. Yeah. So I'm going to use that bath. <laughs> pros and cons. Pros and cons. Like cons cons definitely outweigh the pros. Yeah. Do you feel like following these two children here was worth it? <laughs> As you oh. are their like, <laughs> like self-appointed protector. My mind says no. My heart says yes. I see. DeGrasse. Yes. Seeing as you don't yet know what it is that Pluma wants from you, how are you feeling about all of these proceedings? You know, I'm not loving it, but I also understand that, you know, Pluma tends to, you know, dangle you along the line a little bit. This is kind of just standard practice, so I'm I'm waiting to see how it all shakes out. I'm enjoying the bath right now. So, like, just based on what you've heard from, like, people like uh, Woodstock back yeah. at your homestead? I don't feel super, you know, I wasn't, I, there's a reason why I asked so many questions before we came up here. But like I said before, it's kind of one of those things where if Pluma has ulterior motives, there's nothing we can really do about it. So I'm surrendering myself to the possibility of um, both redemption or uh, damnation. Hmm. Very well put. Thank Damn. You. Snaps. <laughs> Thank you. I can't snap. There it is. There you go. I'll just double that a million times. do. And Lyra, I think we all know how you feel about all of this. I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like it. There's a lot of different reasons that I'm not into this. I don't like it. An hour passes. You guys get to enjoy your frivolity and get yourself settled in a little to this very odd locale. Oh, yeah. Big time. And then you recall that Lyra called for a team meeting. And I'm assuming that doesn't just include the the, the no the whole the, the whole, high the the high table partners the whole fam <laughs> the <laughs> high table like partners. a sweet J Dubs reference man <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's uh, everybody from the bazaar crew meets up in Lyra's room mm. so is the area secure 
would love to give you information on that. Um, does seem like the castle is continuously changing and shifting and uh, deciding on whatever, you know, non-Euclidean geometry it so pleases. So It, it not trapped us great. in a hallway. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. This place is a shithole. Not, not a fan of the place. Not a fan of the uh, hostess. Uh, not a fan of her bodyguard. Yeah, I do enjoy the bath, but everything else, shithole. I was going to ask you about the bathhouse. How was that? It was nice. It was... Anything pleasant. weird in there? Oh, yeah. The soap disappeared. Yeah, what the hell? But other than that, nice bath. Yeah, really nice bath. Hmm. Um, great. Uh, you know, I've, I've tested many irrigation systems in the past, and these <laughs> ones pulled through uh, well, so... Yeah, I was going to say to Grass, you look, you look nice. I've lost some weight, dude. <laughs> Apparently. That, mm-hmm. You've so been carrying good. around a lot of dirt, pal. Oh. I made him take a very thorough bath. Mm-hmm. You made him? Yes. Where How- are you, his mom? My skin was yeah. malnourished and was not exposed to sunlight. Bazine. <laughs> you really got to answer that one? You really you want to clap back on that one? <laughs> I think I'm good. Yeah. Um. So... Definitely wasn't expecting uh, a random, you know, five-star hotel visit here. Um, uh, it's more like three stars. All right. Uh, I, give, I give it one. Regardless, I wasn't really expected to be welcomed here. I don't know. I hear, well, From what I hear about that bathhouse, it might be a four. That's the only happy thing about this. We'll, we'll post about it on Yelp later. Um, <laughs> fantasy Yelp. Uh, <laughs> Yelp. <laughs> Let's see, what would that be called? <laughs> it's just a crier who runs from town to town yelling about the different locations. Yeah. Five stars! <laughs> um, 4.2, average rating of 3.7. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so, yeah, definitely feels off. Uh, <laughs> if you hadn't guessed it already, uh, that was my brother, the, the, the high wing-ish looking one, and he sure didn't look like that. Before oh, the big one with the wings, yeah, I could, I kind of inferred. Yeah, um, not a fan of that. Given all of his uh very uh distressing warnings, um, we definitely have a reason to be concerned here. I don't like Puff the Magic Woman. Yeah, not into that. <laughs> I think you know having a. a Solid, not necessarily physical attack, plan of attack, but, you know, I think we kind of need to be all on the same page here. I mean, do you think we could even, like, touch her? She looks like she's made out of clouds. Honestly, I haven't the faintest. She invited us to dinner. I think we should go to that dinner cautiously and see what she wants from us first. Then, if we seem like something bad is already is happening, granted we already do... Then we can plan and do something about it. That's that's a good idea. Um, I mean, DeGrasse, it seems like the only one she really wanted here was you. So She did not want you guys, but yeah, she did specifically She's, ask for me. Yeah, that's true. She said she had something for all of us, but I mostly mean, him. That yeah, could have just meant the he bath. He does have the, the really neat, you know... Earth druidy power thing, which you know would be something that she might be looking for. Is that the noise he makes when he does that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's the noise I make in my head when I do it. <laughs> oh, I thought that, like in the physical space you did that. No, 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 this, this is, is my this, this is, is in his head. head. Oh, Re- regardless, <laughs> regardless, haunting. truly I, haunting. Yeah, 
I would prefer, I think it would be smartest and safest for all of us to kind of, you know, stick together for the most part, buddy system here. I, you know, I, I, I don't trust this place and I, the closer I can stay to you guys so we can, you know, call out to each other if we need any help, then, and you know, And dumbass. I mean, I'm, sorry, go ahead, Sierra. Dumbass. Were you, were you talking to me or? You know uh, I'm talking to you. There's like seven other people in this room, Sierra. You know I'm talking to you. W- what did I do? None of that shit you pulled in Lockstock. Yeah, no randomly murdering someone without telling anybody what's going on. None of that shit. Well, Bad man, there move. ain't exactly a lot of people to randomly murder around here. Yes, there is. And I doubt we've met everyone either. I, yeah, I think, you know, let's let's all stay on the same page here. Yeah. On guard, but not think aggressive. before you do anything stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Now you guys aren't going to make fun of how stanky I am, too, so that's even better. I'll stick with you guys. I mean, personally, I think you smell fine. Thank you. Uh, all time or just now? Just, well, right now especially. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right. Earth isn't the worst smell. It's very, you, you had some very earthy tones before. Depends on yeah. what part of the earth. <laughs> we like to call it, you know, artisanal, sort of self-reliant, self-perpetuating. Has, I have my own sort of earth cycle on me. Hmm. Plants flowering, whatnot. So what the hell is this meeting about? What are we going to do? I just I just wanted to make sure that everyone was on the same page with it. it. This is all fucky and we need to be hyper aware of what's going on. This place sucks. I don't trust her. I don't trust this place. I, I agree we should just kind of find out what she wants, but I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, we end up having to fight our way out of here in one way or another. Hmm. So stick together. <laughs> oh, most definitely. That is, without a doubt, what's going to happen. There's a knock at the door. Everyone's head's turn. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a scene from Clue. Mm. <laughs> I go answer the door. Lyra, you open the door and very awkwardly squeezed into the space of the door frame is uh, Orion Greyfeather. Hello. He doesn't look at you directly. He sort of addresses the room. Lady Pluma would like to speak with all of you. Well, she wants to talk to the boy. I'm sure she has some other things to say to the two of you. Follow me. All right, then. And I'm assuming we do. <laughs> and he turns, turns and <laughs> down the hall. Lyra, have I ever told you your brother is awkward? I mean, he's been awkward, but it's gotten worse, yeah. Yeah, he's very, very awkward about everything. Especially now. Are you guys coming or not? We're coming. We're coming. Yeah, we're right behind you. And he leads you down the stairway, through the receiving room, down that long, lit hallway into the great hall, where that long metal table sits. And in front of it, that strange throne on that raised dais. And standing next to the throne on the dais is Pluma. And there are exactly enough seats for everyone in the party to sit. Sweet. And there are goblets and chafing dishes set out on the table. Uh, Bishops, a couple knights wandering around the room carrying things some sort of just wandering through the space it looks pretty busy Mm -hmm. unrelated 
Yes. What's, what's the spread look like? What what we got in terms yeah. of food? George R. R. Martin esque. Ooh. Okay, yeah. Mutton. Full full bountiful feast. <laughs> yes. It, which and it none of it seems tainted. Like Degrass, you've seen you, you being from the, the like main supplier of like meats and other like food items in Shard, you've seen miasma tainted uh food product i've seen meat when it started to turn yeah and this, this meat looks good this meat looks very well preserved almost as if it was never touched by the miasma at all there are some fine cuts of meat in this uh locker yeah really good. nice wines uh good marbling good consistency good uh good good cut mm-hmm. good cut Nice, nice. Cut. With the grain. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, with the grain, um, with the wind at their back. <laughs> I'm sure that's a meat term. Yeah, it is where he's from. Oh yeah. And uh, you all are seated, and Pluma steps down from the dais and joins you at the table. Uh, how have you all found the accommodations? I hope they've been to your liking, at least. Your bathhouse is nice. Thank you. Um, I'm sorry. That's all I got. Everything's fine. Everything's. Did just you fine. Uh, Did you enjoy the uh, the liquor I sent? Yeah, it was pretty good. I mean, and, and DeGrasse, the port. Oh, um, outstanding. Thank you. Thank you. Um, wonderful texture, great pour. It's fantastic. Really, <laughs> I thought I would never have it as good again. Hmm. Well, I'm I'm happy to hear that you were satisfied. Give me a porterhouse ale and a and a hot bath. Hell yeah! <laughs> kind of no. makes me think I have a family again. Oh, that's Aww. very sweet. And I, I assume the rest of you have enjoyed your stay thus far. Uh, just fine. Uh, you know, I I wasn't really expecting um the uh I guess ever-changing nature of this castle? I, I did hear a little bit of scuttlebutt about your mishap. I apologize for that. The the space, though I have cleared it of fog for now, it is still permeated with the stuff. It's hard to get that kind of thing out. Hmm. And it kind of enchants the place. Really, really stains the carpets, yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> what carpets we have. And the soap. Hmm. I, I imagine the meal is just this awkward as there's just like bad small talk everyone's eating politely. We awkwardly take some meat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, it's good. Yeah. It's, it's good, good food, but, but we're awkwardly just eating yeah. it like, mm. hmm. I'm, I'm glad that we're able to, you know, speak about all this civilly. I d- I'm, I've had other guests who were perturbed, should we say, by the surroundings, the lodging. All right, let's cut to the chase. Let's not beat around the bush here. Oh, but please finish your meal first. I... Yeah, I'm gonna keep eating it. Let's just okay. I take a piece of meat in my mouth. She thinks best when she's eating. I understand. Okay. Are you one more degrash? Brass tax it is then. <laughs> Very good. No point being around the bush for us. Mm-hmm. I called degrass here, and by extension, all of you here. To offer you something very special. A place in my kingdom. Say what? As you know, the miasma has picked up stakes again. It is swallowing the land up at a rate not seen in hundreds of years. And I... I reach out to people. I give them the opportunity 
to come and receive gifts from me that enable them to survive out in the miasma. You've met some of my people already. You met Woodstock and his band out on the periphery. I imagine this is what you're talking about, and she she points over to Orion and just the physical changes that have occurred. Yes, yes, Orion, your brother, was the, the first to truly throw himself into my work, into my world. He, he's really, he's very taken to it, and I have benefited greatly from his counsel. Hmm. And to put a fine point on it, I am offering DeGrasse a seat on that self-same council. Really? Yes, DeGrasse. I, I have a very interesting, very special perspective on certain matters. And I think from what I've seen of you, you would make an excellent addition to my council, a fine adjudicator. So like a judge? Of sorts. Uh, okay, um, do I have to stay here? Well, here's the interesting thing about that. No, in fact, I would rather you move among the people of Shard and tell them of what I can offer them, the safety that I can bring them if they just make the journey and just pledged the fealty. Um, can I work from the Tillfield Ranch in uh, Oxbow? Work from uh, home? Certainly, but uh, you would need to move about the populace mm. somewhat. But you could, of course, stay at your old homestead. A regrettable technicality. Of course. Um, can I talk to my friends for a second? Oh. Can, I, can I throw my... Two cents in here. I'm about to say, quickly. Ro- roll it back for a sec. Okay. Um, so, if there's um, any, uh, if there are any, uh, any points to be raised, I will certainly have uh, answers for you. Oh, we definitely have points. Um, so, from what I gleaned uh, from my brother and what little I've spoken to him, um, it's not just the physical that changes here. It's it's more than that. It's, you, you play this nice little hostess role, but you're a lot more powerful than you look, from what I can tell. I am both more powerful than I look and less powerful than you assume. Might I ask, and, you know, no offense, but what are you? Because, you know, you don't really look like anyone else I've ever met. I've asked myself that question many times in the scant years that I have been on this plane of existence. And I rightly, Lyra, I do not know. I consider myself an aspect of the cataclysmic event called the miasma. I was... Like the Jacks, like the Aberrations, born from it. And I feel myself, as I assume they do, a part of it, but also myself, separate. You're, you're very much more than just, you know, the Jacks or the Aberrations. So you, you can control the miasma, you can transform people. 
I mean, how do we know we can trust you if you're part of something, you know, that destroyed our, what we knew of our world? I mean, you destroyed the miasma, not only, you know, killed people and destroyed the world outside of Shard, but I mean, it affected the people of Shard. Think of, think of Oxbow. The miasma poisoned that town. I, I don't hold your understanding of the miasma's inner workings against you. You are operating from a position of ignorance. Then explain. The miasma does not act itself out of malice. The miasma was formed from malice. But its actions are separated from that. It simply does. It does not feel one way or the other about what it affects. Isn't that kind of a convenient let-off for you, though? Oh, I certainly feel what it affects. Right. No, but but my point is, like, I created this thing, and, I you know, just I did not of, create or, the you, miasma. You know, it was part of in this. the orbit of when it was created, and then, obviously, we're not arguing that this ooze is the problem. It's, you know, like any system, it's the people that support that system that are the problem, in my view. Um, I probably should be speaking my mind because you deem it to be of uh, valuable judgment, clearly. Um, so this is just my thoughts. I'm just spitballing here. I don't know why they pick, why they pick me. Why'd they pick me? Because, Degrasse, you are someone who would raise those kinds of questions. You have mm-hmm. within you a rationale and a clearness of mm-hmm. purpose and soul that Thank I you. find very admirable. Thank you. And I'd like to add someone like you to my retainer. Okay. Uh, I, I need a voice such as yours in my council. So my goal would be to get people to, as you say, pledge fealty to you? Mm. Um, as Woodstock has, as your brother has. But they're not really just them anymore. They maintain their individual wills, but as subjects of the abdicated throne, my will is supersedent to theirs. So essentially, you want DeGrasse to be your apostle and more or less take away his freedom, but let him keep his freedom? You're going to use him. He has uses, but beyond that, I'm giving him the opportunity to... (laughs) survive there are some who do not belong in the kingdom of the abdicated throne those with the malice in their hearts that began the miasma do not belong they should be left to die as the miasma reclaims the remainder of the earth so back back up yeah you've decided that you get to choose who lives and dies it's not so arbitrary. It sounds pretty arbitrary. It's absolutely not. I don't know if I can accept this. The people you fought and killed would not have a place with me. It's because of my judgment. You know, this is kind of a double-edged sword here. Because the reason you seek my judgment um, is the same reason that I cannot accept a role on your council. Because I believe it to be wrong. And you just said that he's pretty much clear-headed. That makes sense. I also believe that I was not given any opportunity to succeed in this life, and I would have undoubtedly been cast off as part of this 
uh, plan, regime, whatever. Um, and it is only because you know, I, I'm only alive today because I was given the opportunity or took the opportunity upon myself to fail and then fail again and then eventually find myself with a group of travelers that I could succeed with. And so I do not believe that other people would be afforded the same opportunity to fail as I have. Hmm. I don't like that you've you've taken it upon yourself to decide who, who's, I suppose, too mean for your new world order. I, 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 too evil? People change? I, I don't know how to explain this to you, but people can change and become better. You don't just get to decide that... They don't get a second chance. Sierra would have straight up been dead if, like, this thing had happened. I mean, like, sorry, but, like, you've you've taken your second bite of the cherry with aplomb, but your first bite had some, flaw, had some flaws, had some had some poor decisions. I never said that I would be a part of a master plan. I would have right. immediately refused. But, but this is my point, though, is that you wouldn't have gotten the chance. And, oh, but, no. But we know you as you are now. Oh, no, most definitely. And you would not have been given the chance. And also the people who died... Also the people who died wouldn't want to join your regime yeah it's true even if they were good-willed i guess i like the idea of ascending to a council i like the idea of having that next to my name it feels right feels good but what purpose am i assigning my name to that's really the question i have to ask myself it's a little latest yeah well the grass. Especially from someone who is not an elite by any stretch. I reached out to you. Mm, yes. I can only reach out to so many people from my position here deep within the miasma. And that is why I need more people, more voices to raise to my cause. I wouldn't refer to it as a regime. I don't. I realize I am myself one person. I have one perspective, and you all seem to think it would be a bad thing for me to add more perspectives to that. But they aren't. Are they really perspective? If we're forcing people to swear fealty, that doesn't really sound like perspective. You seem like you've made up your mind. It sounds and you, rather militant. You said yourself that your will supersedes that of of any of your I, subjects. You're I suppose disregarding human I, choice. Why are you so certain that you need? to do this, that you need to pretty much take over and decide for these people whether or not they should live or die, why why don't you stop the miasma? Why don't you try, put your efforts somewhere else? Again, you assume I am powerful enough to stop the thing that created me. And, <laughs> and also, Orion, that is just not the case. And also, Orion, what's your angle with this? This is very dumb. I've only heard stories of what Lyra has talked about with you, but this sounds completely unlike you. Pluma saw something in me, and <laughs> I had nowhere and nothing else to go to, and she gave me the opportunity to make a difference, to help more people than I ever could have had I stayed in Shard. And she does listen. <sighs> so you're saying she manipulated you. She took you at your weakest, told you you were something, and had you join her cause. Changed you irreversibly. You know that 
this isn't quite right. You you indicated it as much to me. Lyra, you know this isn't quite right. It's not right, but it is the only option there is because the thing that killed everyone hundreds of years ago is coming back and it's going to kill everyone again unless we do something. When were you to take the easy choice? I ran away, didn't I? Still your choice. And this was my choice. I came here. I accepted. This wasn't your choice. He could have left. I asked him to join me, to sit my counsel, to bend my ear, and he accepted. And his counsel, in part, is what led me to bring all of you here today. I guess I'm just of two minds on this. I understand that this is going to happen. And the whole miasma thing. And if we don't band together and figure something out, we're screwed. But also, at the same time, I don't know. I just, I mean, I guess the more I talk about it, the more it sounds like we kind of have to join forces. I don't, I don't accept your solution. I don't. I guess that's my problem too. Is is this the right way? It doesn't seem like this is right. Also, the idea of getting, I don't know, this enlistment whole or this whole just recruitment thing. It just, I feel like there are always going to be people like us in the world who repel these things. And maybe that's just what we have to do so that other people get to enjoy their lives. And you all speak of the abdicated throne in such old world terms, a regime. It is not a regime. It is a commune. It is one and many. And many as one. So a cult. Yeah, that's never worked out. At somewhere, at some point, no matter how you flatten the pancake... There's always going to be a little corner of it that's taller than the rest of it. The person on in charge is what I'm trying to say. Nice analogy. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So all I want to do is save those who have society's best interest in mind. No bad actors, no grifters, none with the hate in their heart that birthed the miasma from nothing all those years ago. I'll tell you something. I'll make this promise to you. I won't be in your council I won't sit at your high table. But what I will do is I will pledge myself to continue to defend the world from miasma as an independent, not contractor, but I'll do what I've been doing. There's nothing really left for me. There won't be anything left if it's not repelled. But I feel like if you wanted me for my sound vision and noble heart, I feel like I can fulfill those without having to conscript other people into this uh, whole scheme. The point is, he and I'm pretty sure most of us would rather die in the miasma and see if we can protect people as best as we can than be a part of your cult. We can do the right thing in our own way. People have a, a place a big value on their free will and their individuality, and that's that's not really your game, is it? You seem so certain that yours is the right way. Well, also, I mean, maybe this is just what we're meant to do, you know? We... None of us had it, We, to varying degrees, had it figured out before we joined together, but I feel like we've found some sort of a common purpose in this line of work. Without sacrificing who we are. Yeah, it's precisely because of who we are that we've allowed to succeed. Because we won't let each other down. You would retain yourself, you would just... But other people would not be allowed to retain themselves. Yes, they would. They Everyone retains their own individual will under the abdicated throne. Hmm. Yeah, I think the throne should maybe stay abdicated. That's my hot take. I am no dictator. I listen to the people 
that I serve. I am a servant of the public. Yeah, but even you can't deny the call of the power vacuum. There won't be anything to rule over very soon. Well, I don't know. I've been trying my best. And you're all fighting against an inevitability at this point. Oh, no, we know that. I, I don't believe in inevitabilities. If it's an inevitability, then you know what? Maybe that's just what was meant to happen to us. Everyone, you, you mean that everyone will die? Yeah, but we can enjoy the times we have left. I mean, I'm, I'm going to fight. I'm just saying, like, if it is really that inevitable and nothing that I do does it, then we may as well um, enjoy the last times. People die. It happens. Entire civilizations, Sierra? They would die with you, too. Oh, yeah. No. It would, it would no. rebuild like they did hundreds of years ago. And I We're definitely not, know that. The the my brother's no longer High Wing. He's something different. But These people wouldn't be them anymore. He is alive, and he is who he is. A puppet? No. The brother I knew could speak for himself. You know? I feel like, you know, this puppet you've turned him into, who's used his last shreds of free will to warn me about you... I don't believe it. I don't believe you. You know, it, th things have felt off this entire time. And, you know, you're part of that wrongness. You're not meant to be here. So I don't think you're so the solution. I don't think there's a world where you could be. Without the gift that I offer, what do you intend to do to fight that which has killed so many before? Everything we can. You haven't the slightest idea. Maybe not, but... You wanted me for my principles, and you're going to get them. It's regrettable that you decline, but I understand. Ultimately, I do. Thank you. I just think, even though I'm a young man, I've seen a lot of systems come and go my short time on Earth, and I have very little faith in them. I do have faith in the power of the individual, and the power of the individual to unite the collective, but not through the bureaucratic sort of system. I find that it takes too long, there are too many votes, and it just is inefficient. So I believe that it can be done better in a different way. I rest my case. If only we had the time for that. Yes, but, I mean, okay, well, how much time are we talking? Hold on, let's not pretend like you haven't been sending armies of aberrations to the shod civilization. Yeah. Don't you... pretend you have only our best, you know, thoughts in mind here. I... You hurt people. Only those who I do not intend to save. You're no. going and thinning out the herd so that you, you, you can figure out who to save first? I know who to save. I can see these things. Do you, do you think you've all lived on this plane without having something influence you from the miasma? I know. Your hearts. I say there's no way you can know the true measure of a man or woman or being. You have to let them fight for themselves. So destroying her home? Yeah, there's no... You, you cannot make these determinations. That was, part of, that was part of your master plan of... I don't believe I did that on purpose. I don't believe... You chose... As I recall, a certain Jax opened up a series of portals and... You didn't seem to mind it. Your aberrations choke the lifeblood out of my land. Because I'm guessing if you can easily call them over, you can immediately take them back. My power wanes with distance. Do hmm. you hmm. think you're so incredible that you're somehow going to be these people's savior? You're just as bad as the miasma now. And also just the whole notion that people are chosen before being allowed to determine their own fate. I just find uh, 
uh, to put it bluntly, a bullshit. That's why I find it. Well, yeah. I've given you the opportunity to choose. Yeah, I've cho- yeah, I know, but 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 there was a preliminary choice made with me in order to put me in this position to choose my own fate. It's... Whereas plenty of people were not given the same opportunity. In fact, ninety nine point nine percent of people were not given the same opportunity. It's the illusion of choice, and y- you know what we can offer that you can't offer. We're we we're going to try and save everyone, not just some select few that we think are are good enough for us. Do you understand that saving everyone really does mean that the miasma will swallow everything and become even more powerful? Says you, says you, a, a product of that evil thing. How how can we trust anything you say, honestly? Because I'm trying to fight the thing that made me. Sure. In the only way that I know how, the only way I have access to. By, you know, consuming people with miasma. By, you know, ordering around the monsters created by it. You really know better. I'm, I'm done with you. I'm, thanks for playing hostess, but I'm done. Bazine, what do you think about all this? I mean, if she's right, and if she really did come from the miasma, I think she would know what it does and how it works really um sorry buck uh sorry do you know all about the miasma and how it works and you know what it's you know meaning is and why it's doing what it is oh no and you also came from the miasma yes all right just wanted to clarify that it's just it's, she's different from obviously she's different from buck and from Surrey. I, it's. It, there are a lot of unknowns. If I were in the grass's position, I don't know if I would choose the same path, but I would like to not die, ultimately. So after all we've been through and seen and experienced... I would like to live. We've gotten so close to death numerous times. And I've never touched it. That was more your bag. So yeah, you're, I never you're cared. With all these people she's talking about dying... You're just fine with that so long as you get to live. You're okay with Spiegel dying? There's the choice. We don't know what her her decision is. I assume if she's brought this group here... It wasn't about us. It was about Degas. But she's offering us the same sort of choice. Not me. There's no way I'm coming out with this. Well, that's your decision, Sierra. No, that's her decision. She just brought me here because DeGrasse wanted me here. She brought you here, and she's offering you the option of living through another apocalyptic event. And what makes you think I want that? The general idea of self-preservation. When has she been known to be good at self-preservation? Bazine, you're smarter than this. You're being so stupid. You're picking the cowardly way out. Maybe sometimes it's better to live a coward than die. I have things here that I want to stick around for, that I want to be here to see, that I don't want to leave. Are you going to judge me for that? No, but I am going to question your judgment. I just... If she's right, and if the miasma is going to end up swallowing everything, all that's left... So you're okay with seeing people die? I'm okay with seeing people live. So you choose to just forget about the people who are left there 
instead and just say, hey, at least there are people living. If the alternative is everyone being dead, it's a trolley problem. Either everyone dies or only a few of us do. You're so certain that she's right, that she's right that we're all going to die. You, you don't think there's any other way that we could try and, and save everyone? You don't think there's any possibility you'd rather let the few die just because you're so certain that there's nothing left? Well, if there is, I haven't heard any ideas. Not even, not from anyone here, not from, not even from the scholars in Boone. Nobody. Nobody has any idea how to stop this. How much time do we got? Pluma closes her eyes. You can see her brow furrow for a moment. Two weeks? Two ten days? Somewhere around that? Welp. I like slam my hand on the table. That's enough time for me. Pluma, how long have you been around? Hard to keep track of time on this side of the fence. <sighs> Fifty years. And you think the miasma's moving again. Why? <sighs> to understand why the miasma moves, you must understand how it came to be. The world before now. As wanderers, you know much of it, but you don't know particularly the whole story. The world before was a place filled with hate, war, pain, suffering. All imperceptible. You can't touch pain. You can't touch suffering. You can't touch war. You can't touch hate. Until the miasma. A physical manifestation. Born from thin air, so to speak. Born from, from the ley line. The imperceptible made real and made dangerous. And it moves again because of that self-same hate. Somewhere within the remnants of the world that it destroyed, there is still malice to feed the miasma. You've seen that. You've all seen that. I've mostly seen people trying to survive, people trying to take care of one another, to, to live in what was left. And if you think, you know, your, your way is going to be so much better than what they could make for themselves, <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's, that's reality. I've, sure, I've seen cruelty, but I've also seen a lot of kindness. A lot of people working together. After the Battle of Portoplani, everyone was desperately just trying to put their city back together and to live their lives. Things will be irreversibly changed if you go along and change them. Why are you so certain it's their fault that this is happening? You seem to have a lot of hate for, for the people in Shard as well. 
for the ones that you deem unworthy. It is intolerance to the intolerant. Nothing more, nothing less. A uh, question. Isn't what you're doing considered malice? It may seem hypocritical. It is nigh paradoxical. One must be intolerant of the intolerant. One must have malice for those with malice in their hearts. Hmm. Well, on that note, I'm gonna leave. As you are free to do. Yeah. I'm, I'm really rather one for finding a better solution that doesn't involve letting people die, so. I've been contemplating this whole time, and I have to agree. Thanks yeah. for, well, thanks for nothing. No, no, no. Thank you for allowing us to choose because you could slam the door on us and not respect my judgment. I wouldn't do that. Well, you know, I thought you, you potentially could, so I'm glad that you're not, and I, I appreciate that. Sincerely. I hope that this does not... Uh... Actually, you know what? It probably would affect any friendship, if we have a friendship. Uh, I hope it does not affect my standing in your eyes, because it does not affect yours and mine. I view none of you any less worthy Good. than I had before. People have differing opinions. I really don't know about your plan. I strongly reject it. I'm working with what I have at my disposal, DeGrasse. Hmm. Um, but I wish you the best. Um, yeah. I wish you the best. Anyone else who feels like coming, join along. Bazine, you staying or going? <sighs> Bazine, what are you doing? I think this is where I get off, Sierra. So that's it then? I think it kind of has to be. Shit. I'm gonna miss you, man. You're a good guy. Thank you, DeGrasse. Buck, are you planning on staying as well? I mean... I go where he goes, mostly. But you know... You know it works the other way, too. You know he goes where you go. Holly Bell, I know where you're going. And where might that be? You're not seriously planning on staying here. In this... Nightmare castle. I mean, maybe not here. I think Bazine made some good points. I... I've stolen enough time... Out there... In Shard. <sighs> Would be nice to not have to fear for my life anymore. You know? I... I don't know what I expected. Spiegel? It's a really tough call. It's a really tough call. It's yours to make. But you know you always have a place with us. He uh, looks at you guys. Looks at Holly Bell and Bazine and Buck. He does seem genuinely torn here. Mm. His like, ears are like tucked behind his head a little bit. I've only known you to help people. I don't doesn't seem like you to, to leave anyone behind. But if we're not all going to stay, then I have to leave somebody. I, I, I meant, you know, the people as a whole. I don't think you would let some people die for this. Not when we could try and find a better solution. One where everyone gets to live. Okay. 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 
He looks at you, Lyra. Okay. I'm here. I'm glad to hear it. And dumbass. There's no need for those unpleasantries, Sierra. He's okay with us at this point. Yeah, I guess so. Well, hell, I mean, I got nothing better to do. Corrine, glad to have you. And I know Suri's coming with us because she owes me one. Sorry, I've just been deep in thought the past few minutes. I've been trying to figure out that I might be inadvertently leading us down a path. You guys really do agree with me, right? You're not just following along because I said so. Oh, no, this is... I don't like her at all. Oh, no, this is definitely our choice. Oh, yes. I knew there was a reason we were brought together. But yeah, Colerang, glad to have you aboard, pal. At this point, I'm just worried about how we're getting back out of here. If we don't have wheels. Yeah, me too, buddy boy. Oh, the old-fashioned way. Sorry. Ah, shit, fire. We're gonna walk. At least partly. Uh, we're wanderers. This isn't too bad. These are riding boots, Sierra. These ain't for walking. Can they ride buffaloes? You know what? As a matter of fact, yes, they can. There you go, then. Hop aboard, big boy. Oh, don't say that. And, sorry, you owe me on this one. You, you've got a lot to make up for. You don't get to play the easy card. I told you I was gonna help. That's what I thought. I don't think I can do much help from here. Well, I can't, I can't say I'm happy to, you know, see the three of you leave. I, I, I can't entirely judge you, but I, I will a little bit. That's, that's who I am. I reserve that judgment. But, uh, you know, enjoy the old, uh, being transformed into creatures not entirely of your will thing. I'm sure we'll just play it like it lays, Lyra. Hmm. I guess you don't owe me any more favors, Bazine. Yeah, I think I'm cashed out at this point. Yep. Good luck out there. You too. Be seeing you. No, you won't. Goodbye, old friend. The grass. Hmm. He puts his fist out. Oh. They bump fists. <laughs> Get a clean one. <laughs> it was nice to meet you. It's good to see you turn into what you are now. You're already the finished article, my friend. <laughs> you did not need to turn from stardust into gold. You were gold the whole time. Clasps you on the back. <laughs> I kind of just stare at DeGrasse like, why the hell is he suddenly so philosophical? <laughs> He's sad. I don't know, man. People keep saying I'm smart. Maybe I should just lean into it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this was DeGrasse's turning point. I think I, the people in this room, including the people that whose advances I'm spurning, taught me to be the, the man I believe my life robbed me of being. Hmm. Now I do believe that, as you say, I've, I've turned a corner. And it's just shame that, Bazin, we won't be seeing the end of the track together. Maybe, maybe though, just. As a last favor to the group of us, maybe don't go transforming until, you know, the last possible second. Because I, I, I kind of like the three of you as you are. And if there's a chance that it's not necessary at all, then I'd like you to see you again as you are. Me too. <laughs> I'll see if we can defer for a while, I guess. I don't know. I don't know how any of this works. We'll miss you. <laughs> that goes double for Buck and I. 
Thanks for being there. All of you. I turn around and leave. Yeah, I'm leaving. Adios, my good friends. Well, congrats. I think we should be skedaddling. I think it's about that time. Yep. And then you and Colrain walk out behind uh, Lyra and Sierra, and Spiegel trails behind the two of you. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I about to say, before I leave, I turn around. Oh, yeah, and one more thing. I just kind of use the my, I use my Bernie Brown on my no hand and just give the middle finger to Puff Puff. <laughs> Crude, but I would expect no less. Godspeed, Sierra Scorchskin. Yeah, fuck you too. <laughs> and she's gone. Mm. And the door closes behind you. <laughs>